Hello, and welcome back to the Patrick's Green Tea Podcast. This episode is actually, it's really interesting. It happened five months after the previous episode, um, and actually in my mind, before I actually started editing the podcast, um, like the, the whole show in general, I thought this was the first episode because I, when I recorded it, it seemed like the first big step for me, um, where I actually like fully decided to start a show, um, and this was a lot more cohesive than the first episode, so already we've improved a bunch. Um, I sort of lay out the structure that I want and sort of ideas that uh, can pop up later on um, that I want to strive for. Um, and so for context, for this episode, I had a five milligram edible and watched a Grateful Dead concert at a movie theater. Uh, this is like an annual thing that they do for the Grateful Dead fans. They uh, show a movie, they show a concert at a theater, um, theaters nationwide. It's actually really cool. Um, and you go to one and you have all these other deadheads around and it's a fun experience. Um, it was really, really awesome, um, to experience and to, um, to watch the concert. It gave me a bunch of ideas for the podcast and it made me really want to, uh, start it. As I said, uh, I couldn't wait to record the episode. Um, so after the concert, I went to my car and started it. So I speak a lot about my mind as if it's, uh, schizophrenic. I mean, maybe not in this episode, but um, I definitely, like, make reference to it um, about having multiple personalities and, like, one main authoritative personality. I haven't really experienced this since the early days of the podcast um, and the early days of, like, being high, but I definitely felt that where, and I explain this later, that there's a the corkscrew sort of effect of my thoughts. Um and actually, when uh, I mentioned the night where I had the 10 milligram edible, um, I actually feel this corkscrew jumping back to the original thought. Um, and like it was so, so physical that I actually felt jarred by it. Um, it, was, it was really scary to experience. Uh, I've heard psychedelic users refer to something like this as a thought loop. I think this is what it is, but um, yeah, def definitely felt like a loop when I was going through it. So it's probably a similar experience. Um, also, as much as I talk about City Field Night 2 and as impactful as it was at the time, I don't remember as much as I did about it um, as I did in 2018. I definitely probably should have recorded my thoughts uh, back then, but the summary I gave in this episode was pretty good. Um, I'll try to release the note I took during the concert as a supplemental piece of the episode, probably on the website. Um, and I'm figuring out figuring out the website right now and trying to figure out how to upload pages, but it seems pretty easy. I also mentioned uh, just a fact check note. Um, I mentioned that the 11 hasn't been played for 40 years prior to 2018, but I didn't realize at the time that Further and Rat Dog, which are previous renditions of the Grateful Dead, you know, post Jerry Garcia, um, they actually performed the song around the early 2000s. Um, so I was wrong on that. And it was sort of risky to record so many podcasts without feedback since my flexibility to change things is limited. But I will take into consideration anything you guys tell me uh, would make the podcast better. So don't be discouraged to leave feedback. And um, also, I was going to say, blah, blah, blah. 
Oh, I was thinking maybe because I'm sort of releasing them by date and not by number. Sort of that gives me more flexibility um, than I would have with numbers, and I could probably release something of a, a different structure every once in a while, just sort of like uh, add some variation to the show. And I think there's a lot of possibilities there where I can. I think I mentioned in this episode, I can give my thoughts on something that I'm experiencing while high and just like record myself in my, in sort of like a live uh, setting um, or like live at the time. And then I don't know, whatever else you guys suggest. So that it's not impossible to have your feedback um, sort of be implemented in a more, uh, in an episode that comes out more uh, sooner rather than later. Um, and that's all the notes I have. So I hope you guys enjoy this uh, episode. And, you know, I know it's really long. This is like two hours long, I think. Um, pro- probably I'm not going to have the ep- the podcast be this long usually. Uh, I'm going to try to cut it down. I think most of them are shorter. Um, this This is like a little too long for my taste. But, uh, or if you like it long, just let me know, but most likely it's not going to be mostly. And like, also there's the editing aspect of it. I don't want to be parsing through two hours of podcasts every week when I eventually make this a weekly thing, which is probably the goal. Probably. Who knows? Um, so yeah, enjoy the podcast. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that was a bad impression of the Joker. I just came back from, uh, uh, oh my god, this is going to be interesting. I came back from, oh Jesus Christ, the, the Grateful Dead meetup at Danbury something, AMC Theaters, um, seven seven eighty nine uh, was the show, and it's celebrating Jerry Garcia's, uh, 76th birthday, August 1st, 2018, um, I should all right. So the show inspired me to make a recurring podcast of sorts with uh, uh, my high thoughts. I mean, I I already came up with like green tea, and I thought I recorded a few episodes of this already. But um, I had a few breakthroughs while I was I don't know watching the show, and that well the breakthroughs led me to want to create the podcast, and I thought of a bunch of ideas. So, I guess I'll lay out the ideas for the podcast. Uh, First of all, obviously, it's going to be called Green Tea. I think to start off, I might record a bunch of episodes and then release them slowly to to gain a following instead of releasing them all at once. Or, um, release, or, like, recording them and releasing them immediately on a regular basis because, uh, currently, like, I don't have a steady source of, you know, weed, so, uh it will be difficult to make like a recurring thing until I do have some sort of steady source of weed. So I think I'm just going to record a bunch and then release them over a slow period of time, probably with like an intro or something before them explaining the context. Uh, I'm probably going to record, I don't know, this might be it or this might be a reference for later and like a lost episode or something. But, uh, I'm I'm probably going to rec- uh, record a sober version of this, what I'm saying right now. And like, uh, sort through the thoughts and then get back to them later. Um, 
when I'm sober and can write things legibly and uh, say things. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do this. Uh, say things legibly because it's gonna be professional, obviously, and give people an, a good intro to the thing, um, the podcast. Jesus Christ! Yeah, every time I do like pauses like that, you probably—I don't know if you could tell, or if uh, I have to explain it because it's like there's a lot going on in my head, and like there's like my words aren't keep keeping up with what I'm thinking. So it's see, I already lost what I was trying to say. It'll come back to me. Uh, oh yeah, my long pauses are like when I forget something, and the circle of thoughts—that's like the circle of personalities or whatever's going on. Circle of thoughts is having like a gap or it's going back it's going from the tail to the head or the head to the tail or however want to visualize it uh I'll, I'll explain the circle the whatever thoughts here so like at first first time i saw, saw this phenomenon was like um during the uh i don't know what to call it the first 10 milligram episode and not podcast episode like episode in the other sense of the term like a uh an event um, it was like, I first observed this and like thought of a good visual, which I was like pestering, not pestering. I was like beating over the head, <laughs> not, not literally. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll segue away from that so it doesn't sound as weird. Uh, I was like repeatedly saying uh, that I had a visual in my head to my girlfriend at the time that was like, yeah, I was just kept repeating, saying, "I'm gonna fucking write this." I, I didn't say it like that. I was like, "I'm gonna write this down." I swear, um, just pleading. I I don't know. It was weird. It was such like an intense revelation that I was like, pretty excited about it. Um, but yeah. So the visual was like a rotating uh, cylinder, I guess. Um, it's like, it's not like a full cylinder, like a toilet paper roll or a like tower or something like that. It's like, uh, the shape of a cylinder, I guess, like the base shape and the invisible shape. And then, uh, uh, whatever. I'll just describe it and maybe create it one day. Um, the shape is, uh, so the thoughts are like the snake. It's like a flat snake of sorts. I don't know, it's like a bunch of rectangles or whatever arranged in a downward flowing um, cylinder. So uh, it's hard to do just voice. I can't like use my hands because it's a podcast. I don't know if I should record these face on or whatever. But uh, my thoughts are going, I'm definitely going to do the intro sober. This is going to be a bad intro. Better as a secret episode or something like that. Um, maybe, I don't know, scrap. I don't know how to proceed it's hard to be like responsible and high at the same time see like the thoughts the thought I just had the thoughts that I wanted to say were a lot more complex than what I just said because I don't even know what I just said every word that I speak it's like I forget the word that I said right before or the phrase I said right before and on to the next thought Jesus Christ I'm gone now I don't even know what I was saying at all yeah, I can't be produ- productive and um, high at the same time. Meaning, I can't be productive while in this state. Like, I can't, uh, I don't know. Like, there's nothing more to say. I don't know what's more complex about that. Uh, 
yeah so like as you can see right now my thoughts are in like a it's not concentric circle because i know that's something else it's like a cylinder and so the cylinder is arranged however it's arranged i'll make like a i don't know i keep saying i'm gonna do like a 3d model of it or something which is what i was like telling my girlfriend she's like i'm gonna make a 3d model oh my god it's gonna be so good like i think i said that exact thing um and it was like uh, not it was i don't know my thoughts are arranged like however i'm gonna make it and sorry i'm looking at someone in the parking lot just running it's weird doing the car now whatever um and it's like a they'll spin around in that formation so the top goes first and then it's like a, a following thought and a following thought and then a following thought all the way around and then it's like you know tangent mental tangent and then like it'll suddenly click back to the first thought that initiated that spiral and then go down the s spiral and then come back up suddenly um it's not the best like explanation of the way my brain works like like when i'm high because there's a bunch of different um things i've come up with that i should probably record at some point um i don't know it'll just happen uh Okay, I'll just keep... I'll just go with whatever the most... The loudest thought in my head is. Because there's, like, so many things I could say. Um, uh, there's so many things I want to say. that just, like, I can't decide. I'll just keep with the story I was saying. The, um, circles. Uh, no, no. So, okay. One explanation... Uh, one uh, description of what I'm thinking is that concentric circle thing. Not concentric circle. Like, the cylinder thing. Where the thoughts go down and it click up because when it's a cylinder, it's like the, as a cylinder, the whole cylinder rotates and it reaches that bottom, or like a screw, I guess. The screw is the best way to describe it. Not a, like uh, the outside of a screw, those like the spinny part, the flat spinny part of a screw, and then the center is like a. Imagine the center of a screw is gone except the outside ridge thing was still there. It's kind of like your thoughts, except more compressed, I guess, because. Uh, This car is like freaking me out. Not actually freaking me out. It's just interesting. Um, ah. Yeah, and so, like something like that would like shake the entire like flat part of a screw. I guess will shake that entire. Uh... Oh, okay. I'll just explain what I mean. So uh, when you spin a screw, just like upright, when you spin it, the the it's like you say you start with the top. So you're spinning it and the top comes into your vision, you keep spinning and the top's like going down, right? That whole like outside of the screw is going down. And then it finally reaches its tail and the tail just ends, but it suddenly jumps back up to the top and then it keeps going down and down and down. But it's the same length of screw, I guess, same length of wire, same length of stairs, whatever, however you want to visualize it. And then it clicks right back up to the top. But it's a, it's the same always, like it's the tangent um i guess like another way to describe it because it's like it, it's not always like that exactly or maybe it is because my, my brain is definitely going in that direction it, it does that my words like will catch the screw at a random moment and decide to, in like uh the length of whatever i'm describing will differ and then my next sentence my next word will pick up on a random part of the screw based on the previous length i don't know but uh, I, I described before how I usually just pick the some sort of loud voice 
or loud. I probably described my voice thing before, how it feels like there's different voices in my head, different personalities. I'd have to look back because I want to make sure it's documented. That's really important. I, I'll just say, nah. They keep thinking I might as well. I don't. Might as well just not leave this for later. Just say it now. Get it out of the way. So there's better things to say. But then I remember that first of all, I don't know. Ah, too many conflicting thoughts. Anyway, I, I always think that like there's like a loudest voice or the leader of the snake thing or whatever that I have to uh, guide myself with. That's a method I use. It's not necessarily how it always is. It's just. It's not a description, but rather a method to cope with and be productive with and be, you know, something with, um, is having that loud voice that just like do, or like I said, the episode one, I think it was one where I said, uh, stick to the story stick to the story, stick to the story, stick to the story. And as my thoughts went down that loop, it was like, kept saying that and I had to go back to the, the head of the snake or something. I don't know. Uh, Alright, now I have more important thoughts to go to get on to. This is going on for uh, 11 minutes. Not as not bad as I... Not as bad as I thought. I thought it was like 8 minutes... 18, 18 minutes or something like that. But we're on a good... Uh, we're on a good thing. Can you hear me well from over here? I'm going to look at the sound wave. Uh, Alright, I don't freaking know. I don't freaking know. It's like the same sound. It's like slightly sharper from up here. I don't know. I think it's it's think it's good enough. I mean, like a sound booth of a car, so like <clears throat> you should hear me fine. Um, unless you don't, I don't even know. Should be fine. Uh, I have to pee. Duh. So where should I go? What? There's like so many breakthroughs that I had. Uh, I'll just I'll go with the format of the podcast that I want to do. Um. I imagine, like, a podcast where the thesis of it, or whatever, the main thing, the thing about the podcast, the hook, is that I try to approach being high from, like, a scientific perspective, um, or, like, a documentarian's perspective, where I experience something and I want to record it, and it's also, like, a thing of discovery, where I'm... You know, I thought it was interesting the first few times I got high, like, feeling how it happened, um, and sort of getting into it and, like, observing things as they happened, and I think that it's really valuable to document what I observe, and it would be really cool as a podcast to document them as I observe them instead of later, because there's so much that's lost after the fact, because the experience I just had now watching the movie, like, there was so many things I thought as it happened that will probably never get documented, which is kind of sad, but, like, it's it's fine. It's just the way things are. Um, uh, alright, so I, ah, I made a complete thought, and it's probably going to be derailed by this little append, not appendage, whatever, inter- interjection, I don't know. Yeah, it was derailed. Yeah, I was describing the format, uh, and how well that was segueing, which it didn't. Uh, okay. The format, what else is there that I want to say? See, sometimes I have to, like, dig through... Not dig through, I don't know. Jump in the part, I don't know. Freaking jump into the screw when it's at the part that I want to get to. I want to think of a better name for the... The screw is, like, the most accurate thing I can think of. I might have thought of it before... No, I don't think I did. 
Um, I want to document things as they happen. And, like, the, the act of documenting, too, it makes me talk. And when I talk, like, it's like a, a phenomenon on its own that's, like, worth recording. Um, the way I think as I'm high and the way it's, like, the way I tell stories and all that. Like, it's a, it's a thing to record on its own. Anyway, my mouth is really dry. Uh, but I, I, sometimes, like, when I started this episode, it's like, I kind of cringe at the way I sounded. I kind of sound like I cringe every once in a while when I think of, like, when I say, like, I'm high or weed or something like that. Like, it's so out of character. Um, and just the way I'm talking is out of character. And it's really weird to hear coming out of my mouth. Um, so, like, part of me is just, like, not anxious, but weirded out by, like, recording myself on a podcast and like sharing it like uh, I, I sound like my sister when she's like explaining something or uh I don't know she gets into like this mode that's like because I've known I've known her her whole life so I the most I've known of her was when she was little or whatever but uh so she would act a certain way and then when she became an adult which or I get yeah adult which was so recently it's like the way she acts now is very, like I said, recent. Um, has only been a very small percentage of her life and is very different from the way she was as a child. So, like, it's weird to see. And it's probably the only thing most people in her life are going to see. Um, it's like a metaphor that applies to like a lot of people, I guess. But I'll just describe it as my sister and maybe write a, in a blog about it or something. I don't know how I'm going to go about the mechanics of this podcast um but yeah it's like she she like the way she explains not explains she just like gets into this certain like mode where she sounds like you know an adult she doesn't get like pissy she gets like i don't know but i sound like her like every once in a while like when i'm talking obviously we we're like genetically the same um but like I do sound a lot, like every once in a while I sound like her and I don't want to sound like her. Like, I mean, not that I don't want to sound like her, but like the, the, the sounds that I'm making, I don't want to sound like, I guess, I don't know. I don't want to offend my sister. Maybe I should bleep out her name. I don't want to offend my sister. Um, yeah, my throat is not feeling good. It feels dry or something. Um, I don't know where to go from here. See, it's like these pauses are either forgetting or like thinking of like a jumping off point because what I said was adequate right before. It's like a new chapter to a book or like a section of a podcast or something. Yeah, and that thought leads me to, you know. It would be cool to animate um, if if like the other part of uh, the the massive benefit of having a podcast is having a different people's interpret uh creative interpretations of it cuz i'd be interested in having like a small following or i don't know however big it gets i at least want a following you know that'd be cool i think that's my my aspiration for this my goal for this is to have like a following of some sort or people um of like it'd be it, not like it's not like oh i want this it's just like it would be really cool if say like uh a cartoonist was in my audience and they're able to really accurately 
uh, the image I had in my head was accurately like draw or interpret um, my thoughts the way they work. It'd be cool, like during the podcast, if they like uh, they drew that screw or something and had it rotating, and as I, oh god, as I was going into each personality or something, um, it would be that a color, or it would it would light up that part of the screw that was like active, or I get they're just I don't know, there's different ways of visualizing it. Maybe maybe there's a a set number. Say there's a set number of voices in my head or personalities I have. Um, like say there's six, right? Actually, no. For, for simplicity's sake, say there's four, which there's not, but there's probably like seven, and then a leader. But for simplicity's sake, for the sake of this explanation, I'm gonna say four, not three. Three, it's better. Uh, it's switching between these three guys, right? And then while I'm talking, say like it's it's the leftmost guy talking, and he, like as I'm talking from that guy, that personality, that thoughts perspective. It turns blue, or whatever color it is, and then uh, as my thoughts are going to the middle guy, it that middle guy like illuminates, or maybe there's a conversation between the two, and that maybe that's animated or visualized, um, and then there's a uh, the guy on the right. It could, yeah, yeah, I'm like back at the guy to the left. I don't know, or like whatever the top of the screw, and I'm at the middle of the screw, I guess. Now I'm at the end, or the guy on the right, and then it flips back to the beginning. It's like basically an animation of like. Uh, see the the thing about this is like it's so frustrating to listen to. That would be cool. But what would be cool about a following is that people would be like want to listen to this and like get things out of it because there's like a lot. I know it's a lot to dig through and a lot probably a lot to listen to because I get like in these weird. Um, tangents, but it, the thing about having a following is that it would be really. Uh, Ugh. And it's probably annoying to hear that sentence over and over, like the starting of a thought. Jeez. Um, see, occasionally I'll remember what I was saying. Like, the, what would be cool about the start of the following? And then I don't want to like say, say it again because it's annoying. I just did, but I had to explain something. Um, it's like it takes a long time to express a thought. But they're real, they're like interesting, and I think in a different way when I'm high. So like, ugh. Okay, I'm sorry for you have to sift through like. Okay, <laughs> the follow uh, the fuck the uh, the f- uh, following. What be cool about a following is that, um, it means that people are interested in listening to it, and I'm not crazy. Not 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 crazy. That like. I'm not just talking to myself and it's not going anywhere. It'd be cool to know that people are getting something out of it. I guess. And people are interested. Having a following means that people are interested and like want to listen to more. And I think that's a cool feeling. To have people like want to listen to your stuff. And like you're not alone in the void. You're not just talking to yourself. Or like if you're a musician and you're not just playing for yourself. It's cool to have a following to like show. Not show off but just show what you have. And it's cool to like connect with people in that way. Um. Uh, there's like three major, major things from the show I want to I want to talk about. Let me try time check. It's probably like ten thirty. I can't tell. Ten thirty-eight. Nice. Um. All right. So, just Grateful Dead talk. 
See, I don't even know what audience I'm going to do. If this is just a deadhead thing, if it's like a general scientific thing, if it's a more general, just general audience thing. I don't know. Okay, Jesus Christ. The point of the podcast is to like, um, it's like an early thought, but I went on a huge tangent. I don't know if I even, if this was a resolved thought or what, but I'm going to try to finish it. See if it's, make sure it's resolved. Because I remember it was important. The point of this podcast is to document this scientifically. I guess eh, the tangent was it spoke for itself because the problem I have with like backtracking and checking if something's re- resolved is that sometimes it is resolved and I'm just filling up time on the podcast which is can be used for other stuff which is more important uh, that probably wasn't even a thought I had originally it just kind of got improvised as I went along which is cool um, see the thing is I, I always think of something like improvised led me to think about a thought that I wanted to share, but the word like it was part of another sentence which I was trying to finish, and a thought which I was trying to finish. And I, if I, it's it's kind of difficult steering the ship because my thoughts. It's like the thoughts can be interesting. Thoughts are interesting either way, but uh, it's hard to decide which is most worth going after and which pursuit. Like if it's even what what's worth the most, I guess if it's uh worth backtracking if it's worth uh not backtracking continuing with the thought you have maybe i should like it'd be cool to like order the podcast too see the thing about the following yeah oh my god i'm back at this the thing about the following is that uh people are like there's a lot of different people that could offer their their creative input and do the work say you have a, a thousand followers that are active and do cool stuff like fan art then you're doing basically the work of a thousand men Without doing anything. Like the creator for the podcast. It's like, say, I want uh, someone to, I don't know, send me some fan art. It's like someone who is qualified to and wants to, like is genuinely enthused about it. And like has very creative talents and is able to do it. And has probably studied art for a long time. Will draw you that piece of fan art without you doing anything. Um, I mean... It's not like, oh, I get to do all this stuff without doing anything. It's like, I'm like a king. It's just cool. Because you don't... It's something like it's something that you know you wouldn't have time for, right? Something that you're not meant to do. Um, could be done by someone who is more enthused about it. And then... Um, does it, I guess. They're more enthused about it and they want to like... And, and they do it for you, basically. I don't know. I don't even... I, I guess you get the point. I don't want to like over... Oh my God. Over explain. That word has haunted me. Not haunted. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh boy. That made someone laugh. Um, And I know who it was. Uh, Jeez. Maybe there's a few people. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I keep on the over explaining thing. I don't know. Maybe maybe I share the over-explaining, like, story. Maybe people come to it on their own. Probably not. Editing is, like, the thing. I want to do, like, uh, I said I wanted to. Uh, one of the breakthroughs I had in the theater was that I want to do this podcast. Um, I Part of me wants to do, like, every part of it high where it's, like, authentic. And it's, like, the cool hook as to the hook where it's, like, oh, I do every part of this podcast. Or it's, like, yeah, authentic. Or I do every part of this podcast high. Recording it, editing it. Uh, writing for it, all that stuff, making the name of it, 
but I don't think it's possible because it's hard to be productive when you're high. Like, it's hard, and it's probably more beneficial in total, uh, all things considered, if, uh, if, uh, I'm not, if I'm sober while I'm doing the productive things like editing, probably managing the money, I wouldn't want to be high for that, if there is that, stuff like that, that needs a sober mind, just to be more efficient, I guess, because that would make the quality of the podcast better, and make it more and more worthwhile, I guess, because time is precious, um, people don't really have it, I don't want, I mean, you could, I think I'll release the raw episodes, and, uh, I don't know, for people who want to listen to it, and maybe, like, a clean version of the podcast, which is another thought I had, where, like, people can, like, fans of mine can give me ideas on how to structure it, um, if I should, like, make blog posts, based on, like, one interesting thought that I can, like, analyze forever, um, and that my high mind won't just, like, have a million tangents off of, if I should just release the, uh, unedited episodes, and have fan, and mark, and mark, um, myself, and timestamp, time code, all the, uh, bits that are relevant, so, like, metaphysics will be under one tag, um, I don't know what the tags are either. Uh, I get, I'll get to just name random ones just to experiment. Um, metaphysics could be one. Uh, the mechanics of being high, I guess, like obs- observation, both observations and, uh, like in the moment and of previous exper- uh, experiences. I don't know. I feel like that's too much. It's too many, uh. I want to use, like, a coding term. Like, parent-child relationships. Freaking... uh, Mechanics, and then... Present and non-present mechanics. That's just too much. Yeah, just... I don't know. Mechanics of getting high. Uh, I'll label something... Uh... uh, I don't know. Things that happen around me. Things, I don't know. Funny things. Grateful Dead things. Music things. I don't know how I'm going to tag all these, but... That was the other thing. Fans can recommend what, um, like, you know, I'll just use this for example. Uh, fans can recommend tags. They can, um, tag things for me. Like, I can even hire someone, you know, some, or someone who's close to the podcast through whatever means. Um, can just do it out of enthusiasm or whatever it is. If they're a friend or they end up collaborating on the podcast. You know, and it's like a joint effort. That's a double entendre. Joint effort. Uh, See, I'm glad I record these because, like, it's total. I don't know if I'm going to go back to them. I don't. I don't know. The thought, the 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 what was it called? Motivation to make this podcast was like really strong. And sometimes, like, I forget why, you know, I I forget things like why I want to make the podcast, why I'm so so into the Grateful Dead, why I'm so into a person, you know, stuff like that, why, uh, why I'm so dedicated to film. Sometimes you forget that kind of stuff. See, this would be a life advice tag or something like that. Sometimes you forget, um, why you're driven. 
and then like a moment or an experience like this concert or something like that um or even just like something someone says like a little thing or uh or a dm conversation will remind you and you'll be like oh my god i remember why i'm so driven to to write or to do this podcast or to love someone you know sometimes you you forget why you love i don't know I'll be, I'll be, I won't sugarcoat the podcast to make myself feel like a, not a a scumbag. I don't know. Just my thoughts. I'll be honest with everyone. Um, sometimes, yeah, you forget why you love someone or you get into an argument with someone and it's just like love isn't really on your mind. You're so focused on the argument or, uh. I don't know, whatever it is. You'll forget why you love someone. And then... Uh, see, well, it's, sometimes it's like a momentary thing where it's like you're arguing with someone like that. Like that, as an example, you're arguing with someone and uh, they end up... Or you end up getting mad at them. Maybe you say... Maybe in your state of not remembering why you love them, you say like something that horrible, something you wouldn't say normally. You know, it's pretty dangerous to forget. Yeah, I guess it is. It is pretty dangerous to forget why uh, you're driven by something. Because then in the moment, your brain having forgotten what you're motivated by could do something, you know, anything. People who uh, grew up with, like, violent parents or whatever, they could, like, hit someone, you know. Someone uh, who forgets why they don't drink. You know, someone who's a recovering alcoholic... Who spent years and years hating um, the experience of drinking or whatever, and then they after or whatever. It's after years and years of not being held by a vice, you forget why you didn't want to go to you didn't want the vice, and your brain starts remembering all the good things about the vice, and the good sensations come back to you, and you're like, oh, I want to do this vice again. And then as soon as you do, you're like, God damn, why did, how did I forget this? Like, like when, the other day I was drinking uh, soda and I thought I've give, given up on soda. It's not, it, it, I don't know if it was a vice. It kind of was like, I drank it a lot. I kind of like expected it to be part of a, not expected. Um, I guess expected it to be part of a restaurant, uh, experience where I figured, um, Coke like the flavor of syrupy Coke from a restaurant, that little hose, not like a normal Coke on the bottle or a can, like a, you know, syrup, that like fresh, freshly mixed, whatever. Like that take that flavor goes with a restaurant, you know. I I might be losing the thought here. Bear with me. Maybe I'll call the podcast that. Bear with me. Maybe I'll have an intro that's like a bunch of sayings and then like me saying bear with me because goddamn you have to to listen to all this. Uh, see, I did actually lose it. I was trying to say. Forgetting things, yeah. <sighs> see, sometimes I'll remember like the, the, like the, the title of the, the chapter or whatever, like forgetting things. Oh, okay. And then I'll remember like the subtitle, like forgetting uh, why you love someone, but then the content and the whole tangent is just lost. I mean, it's there, but I have to dig. I think it's buried. It's important. I don't know. 
Okay. So sometimes you forget why you love someone. And then something will say the Coke thing. Like you'll, uh, you'll drink the Coke like I did and be like, how did I forget why I don't do this? Like the, the craving to do it is so extreme when you actually do it, like you, you, the the craving is totally gone, and you're back to the hating the substance or the vice. But it's kind of the opposite with like love, because it's like the soda is like you're trying not to do something, and you forget, and then you do it. But with love, it's like you forget why you do something positive, why you why you love someone, and then in the moment you don't. You know, it's like the opposite type thing. Um, so in the moment of not loving someone. Or forgetting why you don't go to this vice. You'll do it. Or you could hit someone or something like that. And then whatever you did cannot be undone. And uh, when you're in that mindset of being grateful or being sober and sticking to it. Whatever damage you did in that mindset of not being sober or not loving... um, is permanent or could could potentially be permanent so I guess that's why it is dangerous um so that sounded like a concluding thought like the the way my inflection went it sounded like a concluding thought and it distracted me and ended what I wanted to think about and I guess, I guess that's a fine concluding thought but I don't know I feel like there's more to it um see every once in a while I think when I'm talking like this like the, that the deep stuff I guess the deep psychoanalysis or whatever. I feel like I like I, I can picture myself being a cult leader and I wonder if that's just what cults are. People have this weird... Um, this is what I was thinking about on the, the, during the concert. This is one of my thought processes. Um, one of my thought tangents. If cults are... Uh, if like the, the public perception of cults and the way you're like supposed to think about them is like it's not at all like it is. Like I mean, I know that for a fact just in the sense that Scientology is self-help uh, when I didn't know that before I didn't know anything about Scientology just the way people like think about it the, just the general attitude of stay away from it you know um, I missed the the real what it actually is until I saw the Joe Ro- a few Joe Rogan episodes where he was talking about um, Scientology and like I think it was the, father, the father of the president of Scientology was talking about how it was a self-help thing and the first few layers of it are self-help and it's like, jeez, it'd be cool to riff off of two people because then you don't have these blank spots. It'd be also cool to analyze, which is another thing, I want special episodes or something based on where I analyze um, a movie or something and I'm talking over it or I'm doing something like cooking, I don't know, maybe not cooking, that seems kind of dangerous, or playing guitar or uh, just doing anything like walking. Because that'll give me something to talk about instead of just like leaving me with my thoughts and like random things that happen that are out of my control, like this random flash that just happened around me. Looked like a light bulb went out or something. Um, and stick to a theme, maybe like themed episodes instead of tags or both, like a Grateful Dead episode or a, uh, I don't know. I guess that's all podcasts where they have a theme. Or not every, but it's, it's a good structure. It's a good structure to work off of. Like uh, the Weekly Planet has like themed things, um, like Marvel movies, 
or like top 10 best Marvel movies of the past, whatever, or something like that, ranked something. It's it's a good idea to have like that sort of structure, but also the Joe Rogan idea of, or even Bill Burr. Bill Burr is a more accurate example of just a person talking. You know, Joe Rogan is like the theme is a person, but Bill Burr has no theme. It's just him talking, which uh, I guess the theme is whatever happened the in the past few days, or or yeah, I guess within the span of the past few days, and uh, it's kind of like Theo Vaughn's this past weekend. Which is great. I just got into that like a few weeks ago. I'm trying to find the keys. That's what the jingling is. Or the whatever rustling. Because it's hot in here. Um, is it in? Well. Um, okay. But I guess my. I could do themed episodes and try to do that. Or I could do like unstructured and then themed and then other stuff and do a bunch of different styles. Um,. Yeah, and just do a podcast like that. And then whatever people gravitate towards is their thing. Like like Reddit, I guess, with subreddits. Or a subreddit with flares. Which I think that's another thing about having a following. It'd be cool to uh, have a subreddit based on the podcast. Because, uh, I don't know, people like commenting. Commenting on, like, in subreddits and uh, shared communities and all that. The best thing about those is that um, everyone is like a collaborative effort. I'm talking really loudly. It's like a collaborative effort. Everyone has their own thing to to share, their own talent, like I said earlier. Um, and it's just like a beautiful thing to... Uh... I'm going to close my eyes because it's like cars moving. Um, it's a collaborative effort. And you have like... Uh, it, art, artists could contribute their, you know, their talents and the skills they've been working on for years. See, this is less selfish. This is more like everyone can benefit from this. You know, it's not just me benefiting. I guess I'm the impetus because I'm making the podcast. And it's like in a selfish way, it'd be cool to be the center of something like that. Just out of like a primal desire to be the center of things. But uh, in like a beautiful way, it's something that I would publish. Something that I would write. um, In like a polished, like, it's too much of an explanation. Whatever. Um, In a perfect world, what I would say is that it's more of a community thing and everyone does. I mean, it's, it is true. It's true. Everyone benefits from it. Um, from like talent being contributing. So like, like, uh, I'm, I'm just going to keep late list examples. Cause I keep wanting to do that. Artists could contribute their art. Um, you know, computer scientists could lend a hand with, uh, the coding of like, like, I guess just the general idea of Reddit, you know, where a, a coder could help out someone, uh, like uh, hire, like they they want to be hired, or they just help someone in a comment, saying that they could offer their services uh, for organizing files or whatever it is. People can ask, people can give, without being asked. You know, like a fan art would be cool, and that usually not usually, but it just happens without people asking. But it also happens when people do ask, which is cool. And I think that also like the randomness and the Im- the improvisation. The improvisational like uh, spirit of that is really cool. The ran- the randomness of like never knowing what cool things you're gonna find, which I guess is also just the Reddit. I don't know, Reddit's really cool. I might talk about Reddit a lot. I'm also probably gonna talk about Joe Rogan a lot and my family because I see them every day now. I'm gonna talk about my girlfriend every once in a while because she was like a 
big chunk of my life. Um, and a lot, like a lot of things happened with her, so like had a big impact on me, more than probably anyone in my life besides my immediate family, which is a lot, which is like big girlfriends and significant others are like really, they're more uh, important than not important. They're more substantial than we may think, you know? Because, like, once you're married for however many decades, you know, that person is the person you spent most time with. The person is the person who knows you the closest. Which I guess she is. She is the person who knows me the closest, besides myself. Maybe even closer than myself. But significant others, like, they don't have enough credit, you know? Just the idea of it. Um, Being with someone, being that intimate. I don't know. That was a... Didn't go in the direction I thought it would. Which is cool. About... The cool thing about... Recording things when high. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna turn on the car because it's... Balls hot. And try to manage the sound somehow. Alright, the vents are going on. Um... Should I talk about where I am? Is that interesting? Jesus. Okay. That was stressful. I, uh, the recording stopped and I didn't know when it did. So I was like, oh God, I wasn't actually panicking, but it was, uh, I mean, I kind of was, I would have been really disappointed if I lost everything, but I didn't. I just lost like barely anything. I said, the vents are going. I turned on my car, um, to get air and, uh, fucking, Ugh! got like uh what jesus christ this is fun i don't even know how to turn this on maybe it doesn't turn on jesus christ uh oh god oh god fuck okay well that's not good i forgot that i'm low on fuel um yeah, that sucks, dude. I might just walk around. I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay, so I'll explain my situation. Currently, I'm uh, in a car. I just drove um, my car, not my car, my mom's car to uh, the theater to watch. I already explained that in the beginning, where what, where I am, like exactly. Dan Barry Theater, Grateful Dead, for Jerry Garcia's 76th birthday. Um... I watched it with, uh, this is personal too, more of just like a, uh, beyond just a general scientific thing about weed, it's like also just a personal log, um, which maybe is too annoying for people, I don't know, maybe I'll make it more about the weed. The the other thing about freaking people with their podcasts is constructive criticism, I love that, and you can like tell people exactly what they need to fix. Or what I, I guess, like subjectively, you think is best that they do, which is cool in its in and of itself, and it actually is constructive. Um, all right, so to those people who are willing to do feedback, and I really hope that this reaches some sort of audience, even like five people. If this blows up to like millions of people, that would be like really cool. Um, that'd be weird. I don't know if it, I. I kind of hope it doesn't. 
like my my dream is to have the, the, uh, an audience the my my goal my dream is to have an audience the size of uh, Ross Scott's Accursed Farms that's like a perfect size like every like there's a bunch of fans that like have their memes of him you know they have their little art probably I haven't seen too much art of him but uh it's not like a, a rock band or something like the Grateful Dead like that's maybe too big of a following ideally uh, but there's like people talk to each other there's recurring it's small enough that there's recurring like friends or not friends maybe fr- like friends of the podcast like people who just keep coming on that like the small community knows about I guess Theo Vaughn's podcast is, has kind of the same feel like that'd be a cool size where it is right now which is uh, August 1st 2018 um, I could look at the subscribers but mm, someone some nerd could probably <laughs> no offense to nerds I am one some nerd could probably figure it out just by saying like that date uh so yeah i hope this reaches i even like like i said five people five people would be like great because then it's like it's it's big enough that there is feedback and that's honestly all that i want just feedback well not all i want to be honest i do want people like i said to be engaged and uh to be interested in it just out of a general human instinct because like i don't want to just talk to myself about it i think i think what i say is like there's stuff in there that's interesting that there's is is uh there's benefit in sharing it. Um, so five people would be ideal. Be, like five active people. Maybe there's like 30 and there's five, only five active people. Like that'd, that'd be perfect. Um, okay, so those people who are constructive and can offer, uh, I guess the whole audience, you you are that person. Who you listening right now, I love people do that. You listening right now are that person. You could make a difference. Uh, give me a comment, like, yeah, you, like, actually you, actually you, please leave a comment, um, about something you were thinking about during the podcast that I can improve on, or something you like, that you want, you want more of, like, you, don't, none, the other person isn't gonna do it, like, you're gonna do it right now, you have to, you might be in the middle of doing it, but this is like, uh, the people who don't vote argument, just like, oh, someone else is gonna, no, you have to do it, you right now stop what you're doing i expect everyone to have commented something or started commenting in the next five seconds that was more than five seconds that was adequate plentiful great time for you to do that um okay so now i have a list of things to improve on that i have not seen yet and might never if i don't have an audience Please, I need at least one. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> please, at least one. One active person, please. I don't even know what accent that was. Um, wasn't even real. Maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe there's someone in the world, or like a whole culture that speaks like that. Uh, okay, yeah, maybe people are more experienced in, for, in podcast formatting who have like tips. There's, like, there's classes and stuff on podcasting, but I don't know. The free format, I like, I, I, there's subjective things that, you know, I, I've seen a bunch of podcasts, and I, I've seen different forms, so I, and I know what I like, I really enjoy the idea of free form, the idea of improv, um, even with music, especially with music, but free form might not be the best way to get across the more interesting ideas I have, so people are more experienced in podcasting, please tell me how to, um, get those things across or yeah i guess that 
and just everything else to make the podcast better. Um, what format would be best, or what things I could play with? Because I think in general I'm gonna have different. I'm going to have different styles, and would just be one like green tea or whatever the name will end up being. I like green tea because I thought of that when I was high, so that's the, I stand authenticity, which is a thought that I had before that I can't finish now because there's more interesting things. Um, uh, I don't know, it, like there, well, there's gonna be one name for the podcast, whatever it is. We'll just, just sake of argument, green tea, and below that I'll have like episodes just that are free form, maybe episodes that are interviews slash uh, dual things, episodes that are experiencing something or doing something, maybe fan requested stuff. Oh, that'd be great. Fan, all right, fans that don't exist yet. This is really weird talking to myself. I really hope there's someone, that, at least one person listening. I okay. There's a world's a big place. There's a, there's gonna be at least one person who likes this. The optimistic uh, side of me says, um, which is why I do this. Which is why I'm doing it right now. Which is what gave me the drive to do it. Um, my circle of people I know is like really small. And it's a very small sample size to judge, like, who would like this or who would like anything, really. It's, it's, which is why you should put yourself out there because you never know, uh, who, uh, you could reach. And the, the act, the fact that you never know is reason enough, I guess. That's not really the thought I was trying to say. You never, you don't know what you don't know. Like, there are definitely people. Or that could be, even possibility. There could be people out there, I'm saying there definitely are, that are interested in whatever you're, you want to put out into the world, whether it be music, whether it be film, whether it be uh, uh, public speaking, whether it be, I don't know, street performing and uh, painting people, whatever it is. Like, I know a makeup artist, um, you know, that's what she does. Well, that's not the only thing she does, which leads me to my second point. You don't have to be restricted to one thing. You can do a bunch of things. Like, I am super interested in music. But um, I don't see myself doing only that. I'm, I want, I really want to get really proficient at music because I think uh, there's a lot I could say with music too. The same sort of thing with the podcast. Like I feel like there's stuff I could add to the world. There's stuff that I could be, I could say that aren't being said and can't be said right now because uh, I'm just not good enough at the guitar and ba- the bass and all that. And I have great ideas for things I could put on there but I just don't have the skills to do it. And that's okay. Like, if you feel the same way about whatever skill you have, if you ha- you have a great, uh, or you have like just a little bit, even just a, a, an inkling of what looks good, if you want to be a cameraman, of what, what things could look good, you could devote yourself to studying, or maybe not even devote yourself, just as a hobby. Look up people uh, who are cameramen, just doing their thing, um, and just learn from them. And... The develop your skill, <clears throat> develop your craft, as they say at NYU. Uh, get better at what you want to do, even if you're not good at it. If you want to do it, you can get better, unless it's something that's like literally physically out of your capability, which few things are. As people say, nothing is impossible or whatever, so like there's that too. Um, yeah, just do what you want to do. And you don't have to be restricted to one thing. You could be like I. All right, so yeah, I go on tangents that aren't really cohesive. And I, like the Bill Burr freeform thing is cool because uh, he's really funny as a person, 
and I don't know, my the way I talk isn't really funny per se, and if I do make a joke like that, uh, what's the phrase, double entendre thing, kind of like ruined it right after I said the joke, I was like, oh, it's double entendre, or whatever I did, and it was like, not too funny, at least in my subjective experience, um, so funny isn't really my thing, my thing is more like, or maybe, I don't know, maybe someone's gonna, some crazy person, or some com- small community, my fans are gonna think it's funny, I don't know, maybe not, I'm not, my thing is more like, uh, Describing what I think in an articulate way, in a precise way, which leads me, I'll, I'll go just go on this tangent. Um, my skill, or my the most, because I, I, I do want to do multiple things. Like I said, I want to be a guitarist, or I want to just learn the guitar and say what I want to say there. But the thing that I want to say the most, the thing that I want to do the most, is to talk, not to talk to write slash talk, whatever this is, I guess this is a form of writing, uh, to record, not really, I don't know, what I'm trying to say, my, my, my natural talent, the thing that I'm most talented at, that I'm also most enthusiastic about, that's mo- most fulfilling to do, is writing, however you want to interpret that word, um, right, yeah, just as a one-word thing, writing. But as a multiple-word nuance thing, um, articulating the thoughts I have, I'm, like, I don't want to sound arrogant, but... Um, yeah. I didn't forget, I'm just trying to think of how to say it. I guess the gift or whatever I have, I think, in my, uh, I don't know, see, sometimes, sometimes I just go into this rut where I just, anything, anything I say makes me sound like an asshole, it's like, in my opinion, um, my gift is to be articulate, and it's not really being funny, but I don't know, I'm good at articulating what I'm thinking, that's literally all I had to say, I I don't know why it took me so long to say that. I'm good at articulating what I, I think, and um, I think that's that's something uh, that would be useful in the world of, I guess, the world. Because with weed, it's interesting because uh, I'm going through the discovery. Like, I'm pretty new to it, so as I discover the effects it has on me, um, I'll report them, you know, as they happen, which is a unique thing. Not many people will record in this way, so I think it's this is beneficial to the literature of humanity. I don't know. Um, ah, too many thoughts. I guess everyone has too many thoughts. Everyone kind of just you know, we stick on a one conversation. There's probably an infinite number of possible combina- uh, conversations that people can have an infinite number of interesting things that people could do or say with each other that there's just no time humanly possible that they could achieve and it's not sad it just is um yeah it's not like 
It's not something to be upset about, you know, that you won't do any, any every, well, that's not really what I want to say. That, I guess that you won't do everything that you want to, everything possible, you won't do everything, right? You won't experience everything, you won't get to say everything. Like, I won't be able to say every little detail of what happened tonight. Even people who write in their journals, you know, like, historians probably hate this, that, like, not everything is written down. There's stuff that's just lost forever, um... Which is like the extreme of that, but like there are things that you'll just forget that you remember later, or I don't know, that could be better said earlier that just aren't because you don't think of them at the time. But that's all part of the improv, man, the improv of life. Where it's like, uh. I guess it's like musically that's really cool because not every lick is that, is, you know. It's also inspiring. Not every lick will be done, so that allows you to like, you know, have concerts for decades, um, or interpretations of song that songs that last hundreds of years, last hundreds of years, um, and there's always something new that could be added to it, or like blendings of other things, like the Grateful Dead. I just we just heard a riff between Scarlet and Fire in uh, the show Seven Seven Eighty Nine, um, which. You know, according to the the YouTube comment underneath the Fire in the Mountain video, um, on YouTube, I don't know if I said YouTube. Um, there, ugh. Uh, the. All right, I got it. I got. It, I got. It. Just gotta retrieve it. My words have to align with what I'm thinking. And, ciao. Um. But, and it's gone. <laughs> As I said, the Kachow thing was when they lined up. Freak. Uh, it'll come back. The Scarlet Fire riff. Between Scarlet and Fire. According to the YouTube comments that I saw, a YouTube comment that I saw that's never been done before and never has since. And it's like, they love the Grateful Dead because of that. The, that things will happen that never happened before and never will. That's also the thing. <laughs> And then my jazz teacher, my my well, my the class was called jazz. My jazz teacher, professor, said uh, my first semester, which is like that was a, probably the best class. That was definitely the best class I ever had, um, so far. That uh, things will happen in music that like haven't happened, and won't ever happen again. And that concept has stuck with me. That's such a cool thing. And I love live music for that reason. I just can't. I mean, I can. Because the thing that's good about, like, recorded things that are, like, solid, like a studio album that can't really change, is that, like, the recording happened. But the thing you could alter is, like, you could alter, like people say, every time you go back to a song or something like that, you'll find something new about it that you love, or a, mu- a movie. Something new that you never saw before, you know, and uh, some things aren't really uh, full of those types of moments that can be extracted some things are just kind of surface level and there's not much you can look into with them um i don't know the optimistic me is saying like with a song for example um something's a song can be basic not much to it like or a beat even and then either you later or another artist with a different background and a different amalgam of experiences in their life uh who has a very unique perspective and unique take on the music 
but do something totally different and so, totally new and totally like cool that people enjoy and then people could add on to that and cool, the, the other thing cool the, cool the other cool thing about live music is that uh you have a bunch of people in the same area or maybe like acoustic sets with one person it's just it's it's cool on its own but like what's cool about a band is that everyone's doing that in the band you know things that will just come to them and they're really good at them at interpreting whatever the song is um and playing it and coming up with whatever divine inspiration comes to them and they have other people to listen to live who are right there um and they can do an interplay where it's they share the idea you know like uh this guy i'm gonna get his name I need to find it. He was a guy at the, uh, I don't know what it was called, some jazz club we went to in our jazz uh, excursion we had. He said that music is very democratic, that jazz is very democratic. Because everyone has their own say, and everyone like listens to each other and uh, interprets based on that. I think that's a really cool idea. But yeah, live music, it's just uh, someone will come up with a cool riff and then someone will recognize it or think of something else to do with it or pick it up but do it in their own way or with their own instrument. It's like endless possibilities are super, super exciting um, and really inspiring and all that. And music, that's a reason why music, like like Vsauce asked, will there ever be like uh, a time when all music ever is played? Like, no. I think with new technology, you could have... A recording, like I was saying, a studio recording, say, and just play it with different, um, a different sound system, play with di- play with different visuals, do something while you're doing it, get high while you're doing it with different things, um, or like the remastered versions of al- of studio albums, you know, they, uh, I don't even know how that even works. There's probably some weird thing, but that's something new, you know, a remastered version of an, uh, a song is a new interpretation of it a new form of the same song which i think is awesome about music i really do that's what that's a, one of my uh, things i've discovered very recently one of the many things i discovered really recently about music that just made me fall in love with it so deeply um and yeah I pro- a lot of people can probably relate uh but yeah i don't know how long i should make this i don't know how long it is right now I'll just go on. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I'll talk about metaphysics because that's a big, that was a big part of the night. Um, I was thinking, I don't know if this is a continuation of a previous thought. I don't know if I never said this before. Um, I'll start from like a semi beginnings place and then jump as fast as I can to the main meat that I discovered today instead of just going through the whole intro to it because I don't know how much intro I did before. Um, I guess I didn't. I had, I, uh, City Field Night 2. I don't think I did an episode on. Oh, that's a whole episode on it in, in, in and of itself. I remember I told my sister about it. Which is another reason why it'd be cool to record with another person. Um, oh, I literally I could write a whole like series of essays on the whole, honestly, the whole experience of the Grateful Dead, and also the whole experience of that week where I I went to four different shows. 
um, kind of by accident. Two shows more than I thought I would. And a show more than I thought I would uh, a few hours before the show happened. Which is cool. But... City Field Night 2. I had a thought that... uh, I want to... uh, It was a great... Fantastic experience. Um, oh, jeez. I, I I should just do an episode about that. And I'll remember. Like, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. Maybe different details will come out. But I don't know. That's part of the improv, like I said. Improv of life. Uh, I, would, I, I could talk for days about this. So, like, if if you ever are around me or whatever. and you Or you want to submit a question to the podcast. Be like, to, or request to talk about this. Like, City Field Night 2. I talk about a long time. Um, and there's a lot of interesting stuff to be said there. It's a really cool story. And I would love to talk about it and get it as much documented, recorded about it as I can. Um, did I say um a lot? I don't even know. I think that's just like a... I have a few professors who did that. I guess it's just a way to end a thought and like train your brain to, I don't know, move on. It's like a, a not a trigger... Uh, like a signal, I guess, to your brain. Oh boy! I don't know where to go from here. Okay, metaphysics. Um, so I had uh, city field. Yeah, okay. I'll start from the city field night too. Um, I'll start from like a midpoint and try to go from there. Uh, basically the whole uh, four shows I was chasing Eyes of the World I've never listened to Eyes of the World before live and that was a big 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 um, I don't know why I said that so extremely it wasn't that big (laughs) I mean it it was pretty big Uh, Desire of Mine well actually I wanted to really 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 wanted to see Scarlet Fire but Eyes of the World was more important to me because it was one song like the song means so much to me uh, because that's the song I covered in my audio class, my uh, audio image, sound image class, where I learned about audio, which is like a great class on its own too, because that taught me a lot about audio, and that's really interesting. Um, the whole audio world. I don't want to get off to, off topic though. Um, so I went to the City Field Night Two, the City Field Night Two. I'll probably document this whole experience somewhere else. On the Grateful Dead only podcast, which would be cool. I could go on for like two and a half hours about the whole experience of the Grateful Dead, my story. That'd be cool. Or I could condense it, or I could make a whole thing and then cut out, you know, highlights. I don't know, a blog post or an essay or something. So I probably reiterate a lot of stuff. So I don't want to say too much of the same stuff. Anyway, City Field Night 2. Um, Eyes of the World, I was chasing the whole time. And. second half of the concert I took an edible that I bought from a guy earlier that day I took the edible um, which was I don't even know how much was in it it was a lollipop and uh, it's telling a story sucks because you miss all the details like I could say that there were like little bits of weed floating in it I could say that I went to the um, 
what's it called? The World's Fair Park, the Flushing Meadows Park, whatever it's called, earlier that day. And then I, after that, I went to the edible guy I bought from him after I was looking for edibles all day. He was the first person I, I saw who was selling edibles. I want to tell the story in like a, um, in order one day. I don't know the word for in order right now. Um, people are probably, people aren't screaming it. They probably don't know what I'm talking about. In order, uh, sequentially, not, not, that's not the word I was looking for. Basically, I want to tell the story sequentially one day. Um, anyway, uh, I was taking this edible and it, it, I took it in this third, fourth song of the first set. Because I was thinking of bringing it home and trying to have an experience like this just on my own and in, in, in some controlled setting when I thought, you know, fuck it, might as well just take it now because, like, it's a great experience, you know. I'm only going to have this once. I'm going to have other opportunities probably with weed, like right now. See, it's, a, it's proof of that. Um, I'll have other opportunities and stuff like that. Might as well just take it now. So I did. But it didn't kick in until the beginning of the first set when it totally like this is another scientific thing another mechanics of weed thing um when the weed hit me the edible uh it felt like i was being strapped into a roller coaster like the full body harness that goes over you it felt like like the buzzing that i experienced was all over the front of my body like the entire surface area of the front of my body pushing down actually no, i think it was my full body i don't know it's hard to remember but mo like very much so on the front of my body, pushing down into the seat, it, I felt like a huge weight uh, of myself, I guess, and it felt like I was being strapped into the, the the chair that I was at City Field, and it was intense. Like it was the most intense buzzing I ever felt. But uh, I haven't shared this on the podcast be before, obviously. Um, I have this thing I call it my chi. I don't know what it is. I'm able to move around this like. Uh, thing through my body like uh, I don't know if it's blood I don't know if it's just muscles contracting I don't know if it's psychic energy or what but I'm able to move this thing across my body um, and control it and I've used it to like in a bunch of ways I've used it to um, I've tried to like put it in people to take people's energy or whatever just as, like experimenting um to, I've tried putting in like animals playing around with it usually I just play around with it when I'm dancing or something I imagine it going across the the like just now I thought I pictured it like spinning around the theater in a big circle um I, I, I felt like a huge attachment to the person next to me like it felt like a wet concrete I guess is the best description of like a web between us not a web like with holes in it just like a solid like string of a web but like the size of our torsos just like between us and then like I could feel like all of her with that wet cement I don't know that's the best way to describe it it felt like wet cement being attached like attached to me um and then I imagine like grabbing everyone not grabbing kind of grabbing like feel like being connected to everyone with that by that wet cement what was it was some story I was trying to tell okay yeah City Field, um, so yeah, the buzzing was really intense, um, and I, I could, like, that was, that was a high, unlike tonight, 
tonight there was a very gradual slope of a high like it took I felt um like the blood or the high or whatever spread across my head like usual usually I feel like a a, a sensation of I don't know like a shower cap or something like that going across from one side of my brain to the other I I called it my thinking cap today and I imagined uh, in a podcast using that as like a, an in podcast term like put on my thinking cap but it just sounds stupid um, or it could be like an inside joke between my audience members. I don't know. Um, so it, it felt like a cap was being put on. But I didn't feel high after it happened tonight. Um, I didn't feel like... Like I kept... like I was kind of frustrated. Just like... This is like nothing. Because it was like 40, 50 minutes in, after taking the edible. It was like... I didn't feel anything. I was also not talking, which was interesting. I... Uh, because I was watching the the movie, the concert, and, um, Jesus Christ, I'm so off topic, I talk about, there's like five open topics right now that I'm aware of, I know what they all are, I'm not going to remember them all, if I try to go for one, it's going to be just that one that I remember, but oh my god. I mean, the story of City Field should probably take priority because I was trying to tell the story sequentially in some sequence. Oh, it's because of metaphysics. I was like in the metaphysics chapter right now. Uh, I don't know. But I wanted to finish the weed uh, freaking mechanic thing. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I feel a buzzing. And then when that buzz, when that buzz, all right, so I'll, I'll just go like that. When the buzzing hit at City Field, um, Sarah. I'll, I'll block out the name, maybe, or I just, I'll just keep it in. Sarah, um, uh, Blanken, she said to just enjoy it. Um, like, it was weird. I was, I, I was super, like, high energy, like, ready to just freaking go on a marathon run and talk my freaking mouth off uh, about everything that was happening. Because I was buzzing intensely. I was moving it around. She said, just enjoy it. So I said, okay. I didn't say okay. Maybe I did. I thought I was going to sneeze. I didn't. Um, and then... I put it like all... Like everything in my body to my prostate. Which the thing is, when you're high, like you can move the buzz... Or I can at least. I can move the buzzing like on command. Partially. Also, the thing about it was the edible was so intense that the buzzing was like partially in my control, partially like totally doing its own thing, which I really enjoyed. It felt like a rippling, like when a, a stone goes in a puddle, I guess, and there's that rippling. Um, it felt like kind of like concentric circles. There, there, those concentric circles are relevant. It felt like concentric circles, like coming out of the my sternum, just like in like zaps, like really fast, like zoom, 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 maybe faster, like zoom, like in a ripple, and. That was cool. Like I was trying to move it around, and then it did that, like without me trying to do it. Like my, it, had, it had its own agenda, basically. But then I moved all of it to my my prostate. It did that immediately, and uh, that was like, because I I you know, I felt might as well prostate's there, um, and it felt really intense. Like it felt good, but you know I was being surrounded. I was surrounded by people, strangers, and I didn't want to like moan or anything like that um 
Yeah, this this podcast is like I don't know. I want to be honest, but I, I just imagine my family hearing this. Ugh, I don't know. Um, but I, I think honesty over whatever is the best because whatever whatever embarrassment I have about honesty is uh, worth less than the benefit documenting has on uh, with I guess honesty. Uh, because if like historians did what made them feel best or whatever people document uh, only documented whatever made them feel best or happiest or sugar-coated things I mean, people do that but it's just you don't get the full picture and a lot is lost so I'm going to be honest for this podcast because I think honesty is the most uh, even in general in life honesty is the uh, the best policy it's um, the The best way to live is to be the most honest you can be. Like Jordan Peterson said, probably. Um, honesty is like a, a truth and honesty are the highest virtues. And uh, th- even if they don't benefit in the short term, if someone gets hurt or something, like they do 90, I, I'm this stupid cliche, 99.8, whatever, percent of the time, um, it's better to be honest in a situation. There are situations I've thought of where that's not best, and I've been not good about being honest. Where uh, I'll keep someone from someone, just be something from someone, just because like I know deep down, and this doesn't happen often, very rarely, but I know deep down that, uh, and like even like intellectually, like not even deep down, both deep down and surface level, it's too much explanation about uh, the fact that it won't be best if I'm honest right now. Like, the long-term and short-term benefits aren't that great. Negatives outweigh it, at least for now. I Usually, I'm not honest at a certain time, and then when the time is right, I'm honest. There are very few things, very, very, very few things, especially with my significant other, that uh, I've not said. But yeah, as, as an example, I don't know. Like a good example of not of a time not to be honest is when you're in a breakup or something, which I I mean I have I I've been broken up with. Uh, you don't. It's probably best not to tell the other person exactly what you're feeling at all, every at all times, especially true. Every time I was angry and wanted to say something out of anger and not like I didn't think about it. It was just a pure gut instinct of anger wanting to say something I did not there are a lot of ugly things I could have said um, during my relationship or during the breakup that I did not say that I'm very very happy I didn't I don't even remember anything the thing is you, like I said with the permanent damage you don't remember the things that you're angry about like I don't remember any of the things I was angry about during the breakup because I didn't say them if I did, they would have made a permanent impact on like the just the, the friendship uh, and probably our well-being in some other way. Um, insecurity, probably, you know, because usually when you're angry, you want to bring out someone's insecurities and like bring them down really hard out of revenge, I guess, because that's like a you know human instinct. But when 
you know, there are limits to honesty. I think uh, whenever you're trying to say something out of revenge and the honesty is just intention, there's no positive benefit from it, I guess, or there's more intent to harm than intent to inform or intent to help, then I think don't be honest. But if there's more intent to inform slash help than there is to harm, ideally you don't want any you don't want any intent to harm someone. You're gonna wait with that thought until you're perfectly calm. You're perfectly calm and there's no anger in your heart. Wait until that's gone. And if you still think that it would be beneficial that, and they would help someone to be honest, and you still have that thought in your head, then say it. Like, that's happened, you know? And it was uncomfortable at the time. And there have been times when the intent... There was probably some intent to harm and revenge and all that. That was in me. Just out of, like, the frustration of, you know, a breakup. That I've said. That I... uh, Do I regret them? No, I don't think I, I ever regret anything I said. Because, you know, people say, like, oh, even the bad experiences are beneficial and, you know, they help. And you learn a lot. But it's true. You do. I did. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. My, uh, I focused all the buzzing in the prostate. And felt really good, but I didn't want to, like, moan or anything. Because that would have been really awkward. And, uh, so I didn't. <laughs> um... I held it in, but I knew that I, I, like, in another situation, I could, uh, do that more. Like, I could get weed at some other point and do that again, which I'm looking forward to experimenting with when I have a steady access to it. Because right now it's, like, every few months I'll get a random thing of weed. Thing of weed. Whatever. I'll get high. Um, so it's not very consistent. Uh, so many distractions here. Um, I'll keep it a story, I guess. I was looking for Eyes of the World, the entire concert. I mean, the entire tour. Because I never heard it live. Second, uh, it, it hits really intensely. The weed. The edible. And I go into this, like... See, a lot of the words I'm saying, I don't even, like, think of saying. Like, I go into this, like... I didn't really go into anything, but, I like, the phrase just came to my mouth. Um, I imagined... Uh, it's not even what I want to say. One day I will get this all down. Accurately, sequentially. And it'll be good. But right now, today is not that day. Um, It hit me at the beginning of the first set. Before the song started. Before the band came out again. And... Like I said, I wanted eyes. But I, I... wanted Scarlet Fire also a lot um 
spoiler, because I'm going to forget this and it's not very important, but it is important enough to say, I didn't get Scarlet Fire. Right? It'll it'll lead into the rest of the story, but I did not get Scarlet Fire. And what's cool about that is, I got something better. The same thing happened uh, Madison Square Garden night 2, November 14th, I believe. 2017. Um... Which is another story in and of itself, but not as interesting. I I mean, I don't, yeah, it's not interesting. The way I tell it isn't interesting. Uh, I'm not good at telling stories anyway. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, there's this, but there's also like I'm just not a good storyteller. I need to learn how to do that better. Because I'm, I'm I I uh, enjoy the fidelity of things. I don't like losing details, and I think being a good storyteller sacrifices a lot of details that I uh, I would miss too much. I'm more of a documentarian than a storyteller, which is weird to say. Never said that before. I never thought that before. Huh. I guess, like, the whole storytelling thing in film is, like, you cut out, like, the whole idea of cutting out um, ideas of the original writer. It's just that doesn't sit well with me. And I guess that's why. I never really just knew that, never really understood that. Because I enjoy the fidelity of, like, the first thought, you know? Because once you start editing a script, that first thought is gone. You could, you could like, say the first draft, and, like, people who are big fans of the movie will see it. And I guess that's cool. And I guess the people who seek it out, who really want to see it, will get it. And that's okay. In the grand scheme of things. I don't know why I'm freaking out about it. Whatever. Film isn't that bad. But I guess the thing that didn't sit well with me when I first heard about, you know, editing is that, uh... Fidelity is lost for the sake of streamlined streamlinedness. And I guess for me, fidelity is more important. Originality. I don't know why. Maybe uh I'm gonna check the time real quick. Oh god. Well, um, well, <laughs> I was talking for so long. Uh, I'm just gonna finish the story, I guess, and then. Nah, but I like talking. There's stuff to say. I don't know. The thing about podcasts is that... Well, the one thing is that they're long. Like, you can have many podcasts. And go back to thoughts. But then the high thoughts you have won't be recorded. But it doesn't matter. I don't know. A bunch of thoughts in my head right now. Um, I'm trying to look on the bright side, but also the, the truer side. And that is the battle of the brain. Isn't it the right and the left brain? Um, Jesus Christ. I mean, Theo Vaughn, like, he kind of has this style. It's free form. He goes on kind of tangents, but he's more in control of it. He's probably, he was probably like this to start off with, and then he refined himself. Because he does stop himself, you know, okay, when he's, he knows he's on a tangent, which I guess is something I can learn from him. But I really enjoy it because he is super smart, and there's a lot I get from him. And he has a big following. I don't know how he got it, because he's a comedian, I guess people, I don't know. 
I, I didn't really hear about his podcast through his comedy. I heard it through Joe Rogan. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, Theo Vaughn's size community, too, would be great. I think I already said that. But, uh, the name of podcasts is, like, they have to be a certain length. And it's kind of annoying. Especially, like, the Joe Rogan things where people have really interesting conversations. But then you have recurring guests. But the thing is, like, uh... I don't like things being lost. I'm like the guy from Hello Internet, CGP Gray. He likes preservation over, uh, I don't know, whatever he said. Preser- he likes uh, digital copies of things, of uh, documents and stuff, and you would hate to see things lost from history. I think it's kind of, I, I had that sort of same reaction. Um, I feel kind of bad that I lost track of time because my mom was kind of freaking out because I said I was going to be home at 11.30. Jesus Christ. Um, should I, at the end of the episode, should I give, like, an update of my life? I don't know. Because also, like, I also... Another reason... Not tonight, I didn't think this, but, like, in general, another reason the podcast is, like, you document your life. So I guess that's another tag I can do or segment of the show or whatever I do. However I decide to format this. Probably segments is best. Although, when you're high, there's no such thing as that. Maybe there is. I don't know. I could probably figure something out. Um... Uh, so, okay, I'm gonna, in a succinct way, I'm gonna try to ask for help. Um, whoever's out there is experienced at podcasting, or even not, just enjoys podcasts and knows what they like and knows how to articulate what they like, please tell me, like, what I can improve on. How, it, suggestions on how I should format this. Um, if I should do, like, themed episodes, um, if I should do, or what kind of segments I should do in each episode. If it should just be freeform like this, if it should be semi-segmented, because um, I enjoy the Bill Burr style, I also enjoy the Weekly Planet style, I also enjoy the Joe Rogan style, and the Theo Vaughn style, and uh, there are more podcasts I listen to, like uh, Stuff You Should Know, but I haven't listened to them in a long time, but those are the, f- the four big ones I just listed are the big impact, had the big biggest impacts on me, I think. There's probably other ones I'm forgetting. Oh god, Sleepy Cast. Oh God, Sleepy Cabin. Jesus Christ. That was a big, <laughs> that was a, an experience that form that made me really comfortable. In the, uh, okay, I, I don't have to talk about that. Someone can ask me later and then I can talk about Sleepy Cabin. Um, uh, yeah, help me format. Uh, give me suggestion, suggestions. Or if you like this style, suggest that. Just say you like this. I'm sure I'm going to get a bunch of people with their own subjective views. And uh, I'll probably take the, whatever's most popular, whatever gets most upvotes. And whatever I like the most, some sort of melding between the two. Anyway, metaphysics, Jesus Christ. Which, which leads to the story. I need to finish the story to say the metaphysical thing. Jesus, alright. Metaphysics, and then my life update, and then that's it. Um, so, I wanted Eyes of the World. Jesus, <laughs> sounds like a... This is like an hour-long story. Um, I was want, I wanted Eyes of the World. There's a long, long, long cylinder of thoughts, or some whatever. Uh, how it's gonna be visualized? Um, the fuck. Yeah, I forgot this time. <laughs> I am not. I'm not doing anything intelligent in my head. I just forgot. Which is okay. 
I really forgot. Oh my god, I can't. I, like I, I went to retrieve the thought. I thought it was like in the back burner. It's not even on the stove. It is across state lines. Um, that was a Theo Vaughn type of joke. <laughs> um, I guess I have this type of style of humor. Oh God. Jesus Christ, where was I? I know where I am now. The thought's back on the stove. Someone found it. Um. Fuck, did they? Is this the right kettle? Well, I'm more focused on the stove analogy than the actual story. Okay, so. Uh, the, inten- the experience was pretty intense. But I got through it. I'm, I was... Uh, that's not even what I'm trying to say. Okay, so the, the I had the edible, and I was feeling really, you know, buzzy. And then Help on the Way came up, which I didn't want. I wanted Scarlet Fire, but it was something I, I needed, I guess. Which is what I was trying to talk about with the Madison Square Garden. Also, Help on the Way, the second set opener. Both times, they came at a time when uh, I wanted something but I got something I needed instead and I liked what I got better than what I wanted um and that's such a satisfying feeling and the first time that happened at Madison Square Garden that changed my whole outlook on life like that was a huge revelation um to 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 not want to not be so attached to the things you want Not, not really to um to enjoy the moments when you get what you need over what you want to really be thankful for those I guess and to notice them more because they happen all the time and they happen regularly you you always get both what you want and you need to be honest like you will get what you want in the end but what you need will come also when you don't expect it which is why I love that lyric once in a while you can get shown the line and the strangest of places if you look at it right my throat's all dead because it's dry. Once in a while, you can get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. Scarlet begonias. It's a great uh, lyric. They're they're chock full of those types of lyrics. But um. Anyway, I wanted that and I got help on the way, which was you know I was kind of disappointed the second time because I'm like I already got this you know Mass Square Garden I don't need this again. Um. But. I felt like the second time disappointed but as it went on um I got into it and I was thinking about how I feel music more and uh like I I can hear better I guess uh whatever I'm I guess when you're high like you experience things there's another mechanic when you're high, you experience things more intensely, like, uh, fucking Eddie Bravo said. I didn't mean to say it disdainfully, Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo, he said that on Theo Vaughn's podcast, he said that weed makes blood rush to your head, and it makes you experience things more intensely, which is true. Emotions are more intense, anyway. So, um, I thought that I could, I could, like, listen to, I could hear the music better. That, oh, not, like, I could feel it, I could, I could actually hear it. That when I'm sober, I don't really hear the music. That when you're high, like, you actually, like, can hear it. Which was true in that moment. It wasn't true tonight as much. 
but I was really high at um, City Field Night 2, which was intense. Alright. All over the place. I am so sorry. Um, please just bear with me. Oh my god. Um. Fuck. See, then I, 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 there's so many like loose ends that I don't even know what, what to pursue. I get st stuck in uh, this whatever. Not a rut. Maybe a rut. Um. Because I want to through the story, but I don't even know where I left off. Because a tangent. I don't. I could start somewhere in the beginning of tangent. I don't know. Where, I don't know where I want to. I don't know. This is me thinking out loud. Um, I'll just I'll shorten the story, I guess. Stick just to the story. Stick to the story. Um, I was. Oh God, this is really bad. It's a really bad blank. Jesus. Help on the way. I could feel it and it felt really really good and I knew I know that I would have felt I felt better listening to that than I would have Scarlet Fire because uh, I remembered at, after I listened to Scarlet Fire from Colorado one of the show closers maybe the show closer tour tour closer um like O'Teal sings fire and like I'm not that big of a fan of O'Teal singing it either which the thing is I am like objectively I am but when I first, the first two times I heard him sing was so different from Jerry Garcia's way of singing that I just had an instant dislike of it that I cannot shake. And it's so annoying because O'Teal is very good on it. Like, it is, it is great, honestly. And he has a very, very good, like, technical master, technical mastery of it. But my freaking initial emotions are all that I, that get in the way. Um, so... I'm running low on time. Uh, <clears throat> um, the oh my god! <laughs> I was uh, the thing about help on the way was that like I because I could feel it more because I could hear more. Like it just got me in such a way that like it made me totally respect the song in a new light. Like, it is very, very... Like, the, it already made a permanent, fantastic impact on me um, as Square Garden Night 2, which I already said made me, you know, change my whole... Uh, what is it called? At... Atlas. No. It's the ship from Wally. Axiom. Um... A bunch of axioms about you know whatever I said I don't want to get lost in this um but <clears throat> the song when I hit City Field and I could hear it more and it just the whole experience and just being up way up in the bleachers and seeing the way that the stadium was laid out like the the image is permanently in my head I will never forget the way that stadium looked from that angle I took a video of it um a few times of the stadium from that angle so you'll know what it looks like 
please, if I forget to post anything, just let me know and I'll post it up. Um, uh, which leads me to the other thing. So I need to post the video slash picture from that angle. Also, uh, every song of that set list, I wrote what it did to me specifically. So like Franklin's Tower made me more appreciative of life, I think. Um, Help on the Way made me something. And like I, I wrote a list of what every song did specifically to me, what breakthrough I had during every song. And I think it's, I can go to, into detail about each one if, if uh, I guess I will anyway, but I don't know what format to do it in, a blog post or what, a podcast episode. I'm, yeah, I'll probably do it during the podcast episode where I talk about Grateful Dead or just that show. I don't know. Because I talk so much about every topic. I don't know how, how what the scale of it. Um, anyway. Um, <sighs> Help on the Way was... It's it just... I can't... I can't overstate how good it was. And it's become... I don't want to say my favorite song... But like the one with the most, ah, even then, at the time at that I heard it, the most emotional impactful, on, the most emotional impact on me, and it sound like, even now I listen to the the way like helping the way the way Dead and Company does it with their pedals and the the way the way that their tone sounds, it's so so good, that just reverb and the way in the stadium the way it echoed, it was incredible, um the way it sounded. Oh my god. Please, if, like, listen to Help on the Way from, I don't know what the date was, City Field Night 2, 2018. Also Help on the Way from November 14th, 2017. Just the way they sound is so incredible. Um, listen to it high, even. It's really, really good. I, and what's cool is that you'll, your interpretation of it will be totally different from mine. Or it'll be somewhat similar, and maybe I inspired some interpretation that you'll have, which is also cool. I love, I love when that happens, but uh, I have to stick to the story. Jesus Christ, time is not infinite. Um, uh, uh, I want to talk about time, but I can't. Um, Help on the Way happened. That was great. Then went to Franklin's Tower. I was also disappointed by it. I was like, oh, Help on the Way into Eyes, which did happen once. Help on the Way Slipknot Eyes, which was Eyes of the World, I mean. Um, it was so cool. I heard it over uh, over FaceTime. I was FaceTiming uh, Sarah. And it was incredible. Like, it was such a surprise. Which is the other thing. Like I said, like Help on the Way was a surprise. Everything, okay, everything that night. God damn. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna stop because this the 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 detail by detail explanation is gonna be too long. Um, the set list was if I can remember off the top of my head, Help on the Way, Slipknot, Franklin's Tower, which was oh god. Okay, I have to talk about Franklin's Tower, and then Eyes. No. Saint Stephen, then Saint Stephen, right after Franklin's, which. Is that even right? Oh god, I don't remember what the order was. Anyway, they they played Franklin's Tower into something, but they did play Saint Stephen into the William Tell Bridge and the Eleven, which was like, oh, uh, I I wish I could talk more about that. There's so much to talk about. 
that made me realize how grateful I was for, like, life. I mean, I already did with eyes, which I may need to explain. Uh, but, uh, it was, it was so cool to witness that, to witness that moment in, like, history where, uh, the 11 hasn't been played in, like, 30, 40 years. No, probably closer to 40, 40 something years, which is a big deal. Like, when a song hasn't been played in that long, and to witness it when it was being whipped out after so long, that is so cool. Really cool. It must have been how it uh, must have felt when they whipped out Karina for the first time, Dead and Company, which I heard Saratoga, which was phenomenal. I'm so happy, which is another story in its, of itself, which I could do, like, a whole beautiful, like, articulate way of, like, putting it together because it was such a beautiful moment, but not right now. Also because I'm too sidetracked. Um... So, O'Teal, no, uh, St. Stephen the 11, all right, they also did eyes, so I did get my eyes, right, I don't know what the encore was, Ripple, uh, I don't know, it was good from what I remember, um, no, it was US Blues, it was a good one, but it wasn't as memorable as the freaking intense experience I had with Eyes of the World and Franklin's. Franklin's Tower came on, and I was like, all right, whatever, it's Franklin's Tower. You know, I was also kind of disappointed when it started, because I wanted Eyes, but, like, I knew that... I, I, was, less, I was less disappointed because uh, Franklin's was, like, what it's supposed to be. Helps with Franklin's, so it's like, you can't really get disappointed by that. Um, so I went to Franklin's, and then just the way John Mayer's tone sounded... And also, I was thinking a lot about how grateful I was to be there in that moment, to be to be witnessing that concert after, like, you know, the whole issue of not knowing whether I would attend at all. It was just so powerful, the the feeling of gratitude. And I was like, oh, it's the Grateful Dead. That's what the that's what the name of the band means. They're great. It's like it'll teach gratitude. And I also thought, I don't know, the Dead was just like, because Jerry's dead and he's he's tell, teaching me this through the grave. I don't know. But it's kind of a stupid thing to say sober, but like in my head when I was high, I was like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. So that whole breakthrough, which was a series of breakthroughs, mostly the grateful thing. I, I love uh, the idea of being grateful for um, it, witnessing moments that like you wanted, witnessing moments that you didn't want but needed, witnessing moments that are surprises. Like every, there's so much to be thank to be grateful and thankful for. That was a great breakthrough. But that paired with the tone of John Mayer playing the chords to Franklin's Tower way up on the neck. I don't know which inversion it is. It's maybe the 9th or 11th or 12th or something like that. Uh, I don't know which... I, can, I don't want to get bogged down with the details. I know which ones they are. I can play them, but I can't articulate them. Um, like, the tone of that, it, it just made me cry, like, weep did not expect to do that also earlier that day like i was just like or that the day before i was like i wonder if i'll ever cry to music i've never done that before well i teared up to music before but like rarely now i do it all the time not all uh, very often and it's a gr it's great i feel music a lot clo more closely um same with love too like after i found love the, last year like i'm a lot more emotional than uh I ever was like I, I like unlocked my emotions which was really cool and another topic I'd be interested to talk about but um have to save for later uh so 
Eyes of the World happened after Franklin's, I'm pretty sure. But I wept during Franklin's because of how pretty John Mayer's thing sounded. Uh, his tone. So just beautiful. Like that high note, it just like, it yanked the tears out of my eyes. Um, just the, the way it sounds. And then Eyes of the World came on at some point, right? And that too, the thing about Eyes of the World is that just the way the chord sounds, there's probably some sci- scientist, like musical audio scientist who would know why. But the chord E major 7 is so like bittersweet. It just makes you want to cry. It's like happy, but also not set. It's mostly happy, but it's just a weird type of happy. It's like a crying happy. Like, I guess happy crying. It's like, it's not like happy crying isn't really bittersweet. It's like happy, but you're also just crying. So it's a weird emotion, right? I guess E major seven and all the major sevens are like that emotion. Happy crying. Um, But it's just that plus the, you know, the tone of uh, Eyes of the World. It just, that tone got to me. Plus the fact that I was already feeling really grateful about my life and being there. I was super grateful to get the song. It was so satisfying to get the song that I wanted after so long. And then I wept even more than I did during Franklin's Tower. Which I wept, I like, when I say weep, I do not mean that lightly. I, I wept. I te- Tears were streaming, like actually streaming down my face intensely. Which does not happen often at all. I don't think it's ever happened. Maybe when I got broken up with dumped it's an ugly word when i got dumped but uh uh not even that i wept more during franklin's tower and eyes of the world than ever in my life probably combined but i don't know it did feel like like the 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 frequency of tears coming out of my face was pretty darn high i'll just say that but uh i'll just say that i said so much um and Eyes of the World, I, what I wrote down for that on my list was Eyes of the World made me realize that I am the eyes of the world, or something like that. And because the, the line in that is, the chorus is, wake up to find out that you are the eyes of the world. And I never knew what it meant, but then, like, in that moment of being high and everything, and, like, super high, actually, I was, like, I realized, because um, I've been trying to, and the metaphysics part of this comes in here, I was trying to, for, like, a while, obviously, like everyone is, trying to figure out, like, what the nature of, like, the divine is like trying to figure out what god could be what that is and i've like there's a little 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 bit i don't know what i'm trying to say there's little segments of that i get every once in a while like things that could be true or feel very true oh god there's so much stuff at the grateful dead thing today that i thought oh my god there's so much i could say in metaphysics that i realized tonight but it's not complete which is cool there's more to discover and there's more to think about but uh please I'll just do this myself. I was going to say, please uh, ask me about metaphysics in some capacity because I want to talk about it. I could just do that on an episode. I don't know. I guess people can request episode themes and I could just talk about a topic, which would be cool because I would love to do that. Um, but anyway, um, or like s- multiple segments of shows where it's like Q and uh, not Q&A, but like maybe just request episode. And then the, the the episode's broken down into like, I don't know, 15 minutes where I have to answer a question or go at length about a topic. Or however long it takes. I don't even want to limit myself by minutes. Um, anyway. Metaphysics of... Uh, so... I got to eyes of the world. Uh, weeping even harder. 
because there was the with all the gratitude there was the added feeling of the satisfaction of having heard uh, eyes of the world which all right the reason why it's so important to me i think is because uh i covered it which i already said but uh, that was that was the thing that got me into the music and covering music and what made me really fall in love with singing just the way everyone reacted to it just like how it made everyone super happy um when they heard it and just the satisfaction of having completed something um ex pretty much exactly the way i wanted it to hear and wanted to, the final product to be it just became through like a lot of hard work it was so satisfying with a tangible product at the end i know what it feels like now and that was the first time i felt that and as the world is really important to me because of that but to hear that song, which meant so much to me, it's also a great song. I've heard a bunch of it's important to me for a bunch of different ways that I don't even, I don't even remember. Which uh, one day I might hear the song and I remember why. Which is I talk about this too. This this episode, hey. But uh, as the world happened, and um, when I heard the lyric, "You are the you are the eyes of the world." Finally, the tangent is over. I'm so sorry. Um, I felt like every part of my body like the buzzing the chi whatever it was like all came up together to form this in this one singular dot between my two eyes because i've heard people say like oh my third eye opened or whatever through an experience but so like obviously this was probably informed by that probably would not have happened uh, on my own if i never heard someone say third eye but or i can't really test that i can i can but like unethically i raised someone to the point of like maturity and then have them i don't know it'd be a weird test but uh i uh feel like i opened my third eye like it felt it's weird to say it was weird to think at the time like i feel stupid like to say i opened my third eye but it did it felt like i like something opened like a like a third eye opened and i felt like i was uh whatever divine being um what like god for the sake of whatever the podcast god i felt like like the god looking through uh that third eye kind of like neo waking up in the matrix or something like imagine he like his, his one eye opened like in the middle of his two eyes just like or i don't know say he say you're in the matrix and you just wake up for a second and you see everything around you right it felt like that like i was uh totally a passenger totally just not or you go into a movie or something and you, you look through the eyes of the main character and everything's paused or something like that. Or not even, you're just looking through his eyes and it felt like God was, or some, uh, it feels weird to say, um, it felt like some other thing that was like the real me was looking through the eyes of the Matrix me, something like that. And the simulation me. And it was really intense. Like, I stopped and it, like, I didn't move. It was like, kind of like looking around um it wasn't scary or anything it was just like um i don't know like it was a baby i don't know not a baby opening his eyes for the first time i don't know what, how to describe it i guess like I, I can probably but it's not worth you probably get the idea maybe you don't i don't know um So I, I, that lyric, like everything lined up perfectly, everything synced up, all the satisfaction of hearing the song, the gratitude, the lyric being sung at the same time that my, you know, 
that I was thinking all this about gratitude, it just all lined up into a single point in my in my uh, bridge of my nose into my eye. All that feeling was centralized there. And then like I had this like voice, not a voice. Yeah, I had this thought like uh, like I'm ready or whatever, like to open my third eye, or to and it did feel like I opened my third eye. The, the for several weeks after, I felt like I was reborn, which is weird. Like, I felt like a new person after that experience, after that third eye opened or whatever. I'll just call it that third eye opening. Even though I don't... I have reservations about that just because the way society makes it sound. But it, it is weird to say. Just for me. Um, maybe it shouldn't be weird. Maybe I should, like, be more open to it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I felt, I felt like a different person after that. Like, I was... Like, I... Uh, awoke in this body um having get gotten all the memories in it and i'm experiencing my life for the first time or experiencing it as if it was for the first time i guess as if i uh, finally got control to the controls to it and I, and like i i parsed through all my past conflicts in my head as if i was i was looking at them with fresh eyes afterwards after the show which was really interesting um, I know I'm on a tangent right now, but, uh, like, I thought about all the, my, my, uh, past relationship, thinking about all that as if I was a new person looking at the problem, and I had, like, some new insight, but it also felt, like, kind of distant, not distant, but it felt like someone else's problem that I was just looking at. It didn't feel, like, as emotionally, um, draining, because it didn't feel very attached to me. It felt like, uh, I was looking at it objectively, you know? Which was good. I guess there's a lot to learn from that. Uh, looking at your problems objectively, try to remove yourself from them. I don't. It, it, so then all the uh, all the thoughts I had felt new and fresh, which was good. Um, which I guess the metaphysics of that that I was trying to say was that uh, it's cool that or it, my idea of a god. I mean, I, I think I st- st- tried to start on this. But I did not finish. Um, my idea of a god is like I've been trying to work out is that I think from that <clears throat> from that night on I started to get like an, a, a picture of what I think God is. Um, I figured that God is like like an immortal being, um, either or a very very powerful being or or someone like us with access to technology of their caliber you know obviously when maybe it's a computer of sorts right um something like that like a simulation could could be it, it just for the sake of just simp- simplicity a god an immortal being right um because to like a computer program you know we might seem like an immortal beings to them like a video game npc you know so for our sake I mean, immortal being with like all, that's all powerful basically can create anything, right? And it became so bored with immortality, or it did everything, everything that it possibly could, because it's immortal and all powerful, all knowing, I guess. That the only thing that it didn't know was mortality, and the only way to actually experience mortality was to be mortal. Um, is what I think. And I think that we are all, like, the Andy Weir's the egg, um, 
Anywhere, not the Anywhere. That was a weird way of saying his name. Um, Andy Weir's The Egg, where he says that we're all the same person reincarnated. Um, I think that we're all... I, the Egg is really good. I recommend you read it, because that, uh, that's been a major you know, breakthrough for me, too, reading that. Andy Weir's The Egg uh, is kind of like... No, that's not what I'm trying to say. Um, I feel like we're all sort of not reincarnated but I guess like a god and a mortal being experiencing mortality um and I guess maybe a hypothesis is that it experiences mortality through every living person like it it lives the conscious life 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 of uh, every person so like you I guess like in a way live every person in your life's life and every person in the world who has ever lived is like the same consciousness uh, I guess but like when you die um, your brain goes to or your consciousness just become your all, all your knowledge that you've gained is just the knowledge of this being so like when you play a video game like you're in this zone right everything around your life just goes away you don't really think about anything but the game or you're playing, uh, uh, I won't do too many analogies. You're playing a game and then you're in that zone. Or you're playing a song and you're, o- you're only in that song, right? For the time being. Your whole life just melts away and you're just in that moment. Focusing. I guess it's kind of like that. Where when you're living a mortal life, you're just focused on that. You cannot access uh, what's outside of your mortal ability. Um, like you, you can only learn through experience. You can't, and I guess research. I, but research is experiencing reading, I guess. So you can only learn through experience, not through the experience of others, and not through, I don't know, anything else. Experience is all we have. Um, so everyone, I, when you die, I guess, you come out of that zone, and all of your knowledge just. it's as if you were the immortal being playing a game like your life is the game and when you die it's like the being is stepping back from the game back into its real life where it has a lot more going on than just the game your life where it has like every single person's memories and experiences at their fingertips documented because it's all knowing um and I, I guess like the immortal being would like want or Say it's just you in a room, with like a, full, a room full of books. All the books are like the entire lives of people. You you could read the books, right? You can go back to the books. Like you could, I I feel like you could live life multiple times. That's probably why that might be a reason why people feel like pe- other people are familiar to them without ever having met them. Maybe there's also other reasons, like reincarnation in a different way. I don't know. There's a bunch of different theories on this, but um. You could reread a book, maybe, but like there's only so much you can get out of the book. So you start a new one, or you write a new one, right? And I feel like uh, you as the immortal being thinks that through all of this, the things it's ever done, right? Everything, everything it's ever toyed around with, every creation it's ever made, because it has infinite possibility, is not as good as being living a mortal life on Earth. Um, living your life that you have right now uh, living on this planet so it chose it chooses to do that instead of whatever it does 
um, and it's free time, I guess. So mortality is like the most, the pinnacle of being, the most ultimate mode of being. Um, not not most ultimate, just the best mode of being, the best uh, thing to be a human, as far as we know. Like there could, like there could be other types of human, like other types of being like they probably i don't know if god like becomes animals and just to see what they're like just see how they live that might be another thing we do we might live as plants you know that might be the way reincarnation works or just god being bored and wanting to just live and maybe all life is uh is god in that way and that everything is potential experience and that your life is just uh i don't know yeah that's basically my idea of it I was singing that during the concert. I forgot what song. This concert here, the the seven seven eighty nine. Um. So yeah, that's my idea of a deity metaphysics. Um. And it's cool. Like I I uh I had a few breakthroughs today. I don't know which specifically they were, but that formed my idea of it. I think there's a lot more to be thought about and. Uh, a lot more conversations to be had with people who could inform that and help with that get to the truth of it but every once in a while I feel like um, like when I'm in when I'm high having breakthroughs it feels like the being or whatever is just like like nodding its head or whatever just like alright I'll give you this one I'll show you the light a little bit because then I think too much not won't fry our brain but won't be like fun anymore because mortality, the cool thing about mortality that an immortal being can't have is that you have a limit to your knowledge, um, which is probably what, what it loves. is like probably a drug for it, just to like to to be able to be wounded, to be able to lose, you know, things that an immortal being, an immortal, all-powerful thing can't do, can't feel, to lose, you know. And the only way for an all-knowing being to know what it's like to be mortal is to be mortal, I guess. The only way for an all-powerful being to know what it's like to feel loss as a human is to do that. So that's probably what we're doing right now. Um, that's that's the best I can think of in terms of theory, metaphysical, uh, metaph metaphysical theory. Um, is that it? It's probably something else. Um. Yeah, if I forget something and it's an interesting tangent, ask me about it and I'll go on about it. Maybe I'll have a, a segment about reading emails if there's not enough uh, requests. I don't know how I'm going to format this. Um, I think at the beginning there's going to be very few recommendations slash requests slash whatever I get, um, which will be cool because I can just talk for however long. Don't worry about cutting people off. Um, but anyway, I think that's all there is to say right now about metaphysics. Time is uh, what time is? Oh my god. Um, so right now in my life, just came back from vacation in Sarasota, which is cool. A lot of cool stories were there. Like I met the uh, the grandson of the bassist of the Almond Brothers, which was really cool. Uh, Sean Oakley. Barry Oakley's, uh, he said son, I think his dad's name is Barry Oakley, but he might be a junior, 
I'm not sure how that old worked, or maybe, I don't know, but, um, that was cool, that was a whole story unto itself, but not, I think it was interesting, though, um, it was a cool vacation, I just got back from a pulmonologist, pulmonary, whatever, to, cause I don't know, it's not really interesting, cause I've been having, like, uh, like the 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 chi or whatever I can control the buzzing it's like it's only maybe I should elaborate more on this but not right now um the chi the chi itself I should probably elaborate on that which I will eventually um anyway uh like it feels like there's a tightness uh like the, there's a part of my chi I can't control or whatever when I get anxious sometimes I'm able I'm, I have a moment of lucidity where uh, I'm able to, like, expel whatever tightness and anxiety is happening in my, you know, chest. And it does work. I can I can move around when I'm, I have that moment of lucidity. But uh, it might be placebo, whatever. But I was uh, kind of worried about that. I didn't know if it was, like, an actual medical thing. So I went to the doctor to see what it was. I didn't know if it was just anxiety and, like, spiritual whatever in just my own body. Or if it was, like, an actual lung problem. So that, that's why I went to check out. But... Right now, everything's normal, so it looks like it's just in my head, probably, which is cool, which is good. Um, so I went to that, and I'm going to see a psychic on the 7th. It is currently the 1st. I'm going on the 7th with uh, Sarah. She's going to take notes for me, which should be interesting. I'm really glad that... Um, I hope there's nothing that interferes with that, because that would suck, because I really want her to be there. I think that uh, we're due for that. We talked about it before, seeing a psychic together. I think that'd be really beneficial. Um, so I'm gonna do that, and that's the thing that's exciting me the most. It might be really underwhelming, and I might not really get much out of it, but that's the thing that's uh, I just need to get over that hump, and then I'm pretty much scot free for like life not life, but like to move on with things, I guess. Because I've been resting a lot of my, uh, I don't know. I don't want this to be like therapy. Because I don't know if it's interesting or what. I don't know. Because um, the point between honesty and just blabbing. Uh, I don't know. It, it, would, it would bring a lot of closure to things. Um, to see a psychic. Get a new perspective. Uh, like a psychic perspective on my problems. I think that if that doesn't help, I might go to psychedelics to see what they have to say, they have to offer me. Um, I have no, like, big urge to take psychedelics. I've researched them a lot recently just to see what um, what they're all about, what they do, um, and lo just learn about them because I love learning about things. And they're really interesting, but they, I, they haven't increased my urge. They've increased my urge to do them a little bit, but not, like, in a desperate way. Um, like weed is very, very adequate. It's, it's great for me for what it is. Um, so cause of the psychic like is good enough, you know, I can do, I can delay the psychedelics. I don't really mind. Um, like I don't have a strong urge to do them. There have been times like the beginning of the summer where I felt like I really needed to. I feel like that would have been good. That would not have been good. My set wouldn't have been good. Um, mindset. Like the... 
uh, what's his name? Oh my God, Terrence McKenna. His idea of set and setting. You're not. I wouldn't have been in the right mindset. I would have been in a lot of tumult, a lot of turmoil mentally, and that would have not been good for a, a psychedelic trip, probably. Or it might have been beneficial in like a negative to positive way. I don't know. But uh, as of right now, I'm not really. I don't really have an urge. Is there anything else that's interesting? Um, yeah, hopefully I don't die on the way back. Hopefully this episode doesn't get lost. Uh, hopefully uh, you all have a great day. Uh, whenever you listen to this, wherever you listen to this. Uh, yeah, comment in where, wherever I post this, where you're from too. That'd be cool. I'd like to know, because uh, I saw, I had a, uh, a, I had a blog once with my friend, best friend. Um... Uh, where we just t- it was kind of like this not really like this at all <laughs> yeah, the complete opposite of what I just said um, it was like kind of free form the way I did it was kind of free form but only in the to- a topic which I guess is every blog post like you know you go on about swear words was one I did which I published in my school newspaper and no one really cared about <laughs> but um, like why swear words are bad which I thought was interesting interesting thing to think about which uh, Vsauce did a video on, which I still haven't seen. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, yeah, ho- hopefully you all have a good day. Hopefully this makes it to the world. And, uh... Final thoughts? Um... That concert was really good that I just saw. Seven, seven, eighty-nine. I would pay... I would pay $60 to have this permanently to have a copy of this like anything cheaper than that is a steal in my opinion which it probably is I want to be able to see this concert many times because there's so much to be analyzed about this like you can write up you could do a full semester's worth of a college class on this one show there's a lot to analyze there which is a, a reason why I want to do like a green tea episode with friends or just by myself where I'm analyzing something or I'm, I'm playing a show in the background or something like that. Uh, like a movie review, but like high. So yeah. That's Green Tea Episode 3. Hopefully this goes somewhere. But Hello. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me at Patrick's Green Tea on Patreon, Reddit, Discord, Spotify, Twitch, and Bandcamp. Patrick's Green Tea Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Instagram, and at Patrick Green Tea without an S on Twitter. And you can contact me at Patrick's Green Tea at gmail.com. Thank you so much and have a lovely day.